Hey guys, welcome back to Truth. This is Jan, and today's topic is going to be a little bit personal. I'm going to be talking about my ex today, at least my current ex, I guess. Um, and the reason why I decided to talk about this is because I think for me it took a lot to realize what was said and what was what I saw. So I have been with him. I was with him for almost like six years meaning like it was insanity that I stayed with someone for that long and nothing came of it there was no marriage even though we talked about it there was no kids even though we talked about it there was no movement so it was just a whole lot of talking and talking and talking and mostly on his end because he enjoyed to talk he liked to talk he liked to talk about everything but when it came down to being really serious about something that's when he didn't want to talk that's when he wanted to make jokes and that's when he wanted to make laugh and make light of things and that really used to piss me off so realistically I was with him And at first it was all, you know, sunshine and lollipops. I mean, after all, you know, you're with someone who you think is going to go somewhere. And we know how we are in the beginning. It's that honeymoon stage of someone new. The feelings are fresh, our endorphins and dopamine is kicked in. And we're just like, oh my God, this is going to be so great. And then you begin to see the flaws and then you begin to see the true person and then things start to bother you and then it turns into a whole mess. Now here's the thing. There's a lot of people that'll tell you don't sweat the small stuff and while that's agreeable, at the same time you kind of have to because small things add up to big things. And then when they become big things, then it becomes this huge elephant in the room. And then it's this whole other issue to deal with. My biggest elephant in the room is that I dealt with someone who basically fed me a lie. And then I got depressed. Because it was during a time when I was not having the greatest relationship with my mom. I didn't have any friends around. I mean, even though I could call my friends, I was in a completely different space from them. So it wasn't like I could go to someone's house and just talk and have a conversation and it would come out and it would be great and I would feel better. No. Instead, I was in an area that I really didn't know. You know, made friends with my coworkers, of course, because that's what it is. So it was just like, okay, I get it. You know, I'm learning something new about myself and figuring out, well, maybe I can just be, you know, by myself for a while. I was like, okay, I can do this. But when you're with someone when you don't really go out on dates because they don't have any money and every time we go out it has to be with his parents because they're the ones who pay and when you want to take when you want to go out you're the one that has to pay for everything like these are things that just didn't make sense to me and in a relationship people always talk about give and take but it's hard when you're the one giving and there's always one person that's taking and taking and taking And I will admit, I really had the patience of, I guess, the saint when dealing with him because I overlooked so many things. I mean, 
we weren't intimate consistently, it became almost like I didn't feel attractive anymore. And I didn't know the reasons of why we were even together anymore. And and I tried to talk to him about it, it would be in one ear and out the other. Like it was always excuses as to why things weren't going the way he wanted them to. He was a freelance writer and he couldn't really work in an office because he suffered from migraines and clusters and certain fluorescent lights would bother him. Now I've known people who've had migraines and those who've had clusters and somehow these people managed to work they manage to drive, they manage to do a whole lot of things, and they don't let life slow them down. But for some reason, this slowed him down. And then it became the part of why must there be an excuse for everything as to why things aren't going your way? We know life doesn't run perfectly. If it did, a lot of us would be so bored. Because when we get everything that we want, when we didn't work for it, it was just handed to us, Everything becomes too easy and then it's like, well, what do I do? What is the next thing? What is the next thing that's going to bring some excitement? And you've heard some people say that. But when you're just with someone who everything is, well, it's someone else's fault or it's the world's fault that they don't see how talented I am or it's the world's fault that they don't recognize this. There are billions of people, all with thoughts, feelings, and dreams. And we all have our time to shine, but it takes effort on your part to get there. And he never wanted to put in the effort. Instead, it was like I posted something and you guys should just love it. And granted, I had that mentality too for a little while. And then I was like, Jan, wake up. Like, you're not the only person out here and you're not the only one who feels this way. So I didn't let that beat me up, but when you're with someone and you're not seeing anything, I totally was depressed. I didn't think I could go back home. There was a lot of things I think I couldn't do, and that was because I was afraid. I really was. So we were in the Midwest for five years, and then all of a sudden we were getting evicted. And... It was because of not paying a gas bill, if you can believe that, for over a year. Like, the gas bill was, like, close to, like, $400 or something. And during this time, I learned that his parents were paying all the bills in the house. You know, when I say there was a lot of things he didn't tell me, there were a lot of things he didn't tell me. So his mother's, like, on the phone with the rental place and they're like well we can't help you and all this stuff and she's trying and she's trying so I was like look we both talked about moving to San Diego so let's just move so um I got money from my mom to move because she knew that I wanted to live in San Diego so she gave me money and I was like we're gonna go and so he was like well you know if we go I'm gonna do all this and I'm gonna make sure that I, you know, keep up my end of the bargain and I'm going to work and I'm going to do that. I was in San Diego for a year. I didn't like my job, but I had money coming in and it helped pay the bills. He still did the same thing. I mean, I went without having Wi-Fi and internet for a year and I realized people can do it. Um, But it was just like, 
wow, you're really still the same person. Like even in a new environment, he knew how to drive. He didn't want to lease a car. He didn't want to become an Uber or Lyft driver. He was afraid of the roads. He was going through all these excuses. And I was like, but this is a town you wanted to live in. This is a town you have lived in. So even if you don't know anything right now, that doesn't mean that you won't know it later. Like none of it made sense, the excuses as to why he did what he did. So we're still sitting in this apartment that he bitched and complained about because he didn't like it, didn't have enough room because of all his stuff and all these things. And I'm like, you didn't even put any effort to look for one. You went through all this BS and then you're like, oh, okay. And I'm just like, this doesn't make sense to me. You can't gripe about something that you didn't really put any effort into. You know, you didn't really pay for anything. Like your parents are still sending money. Like it was a whole big conglomeration of everything. So after the year was up and the lease was coming up on the apartment and I was like, I can't for financial reasons, I couldn't stay out there. But I didn't want to stay out there because I didn't want to be around him. I didn't want to be around someone who basically drained me. I didn't want to. I didn't want it. I didn't need it. I didn't want that in my life. So I basically said, I'm breaking up with you. And I mean, I didn't do it like that. I mean, believe me, the segue was just really awkward. He was showing me like black panther kittens and I was like, they're cute. And then I just asked him, are you going to stay out here if we break up? Like, that's exactly how I did it. And he was looking at me like, what does that mean? And I was like, are you going to stay out of here when we break up? And he's like, where is this coming from? And I said, you know exactly where it's coming from. I've been talking to you about this for at least six years. So what have I told you the past six years for you to take care of yourself, to get things together, to get things done? And you still haven't done it. And the funny thing about it was the day that I break up with him is the day that he gets finally an online gig. And I realized that that was the perfect time. Because now that he's finally getting himself together, it took him forever to do that. For someone that loves to research and do all this stuff, it took him forever to do that. But I was not about to waste another six years of my life with someone who's still trying to figure shit out. We're all trying to figure shit out, but realize that we still live in a real world that has real problems, real bills, real responsibilities. So his mom goes, is she sure? And I'm like, yeah, because you don't want that problem again, but it's still your problem. I said, you basically raised him not to take care of himself. I said, but I'm not going to tell his mother that because she's his mom. She has every right to take care of him. That's her child. My mom takes care of me. So I really can't say much. But she doesn't take care of me to the point where she's paying my rent. She may send me money for food because I paid all my bills and I don't have anything, but... She's not going to fully take care of me like that. I'm in my 40s. So it was just a whole big mess. But then what the lesson I learned was that one, if you are in a relationship, make sure you actually, like once you get over the honeymoon stage, make sure you really know that person. And I mean, know them as best as you can, because a lot of people will tell you a lot of things and it's never true. Two, know yourself if you feel something's not right definitely talk about it definitely bring it up three 
notice how they act when you bring up the serious conversation. Is it something they want to avoid? Is it something they feel that you're nagging? Is it something that, or is it something that they actively want to listen to because they really value this relationship? Because if they really value the relationship, they will try their best. People aren't in, people aren't in long relationships without arguing. That's not healthy. Without having disagreements, it's not healthy. But they know they're in it for the long haul. So they will work together to compromise, to build, to do all that. If you're with someone that's willing to do that, you probably have a good one. Four, check your mental health. Like, where are you mentally? Do you feel good? Do do you feel like you're not going crazy? Do you feel like you're not talking to a brick wall? Again, these are a lot of things that sometimes we don't think about. You know, five, do you really see a future with this person? Again, we get into relationships sometimes where the future is literally like a week, two weeks, a month, maybe three months. You know, we have our flings, we do whatever. That's fine. But really, do you see anything further than that? And be honest with each other. Like if it's a fling, just be like, look, this is just a fling. There are plenty of you know, pardon my language, but there are plenty of people who are friends with benefits or fuck boys or fuck girls. Well, literally, that's all you do. Like, you're just being, you're just taking care of a carnal need. But these aren't people that you're like, I'm ready to call you my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my wife, my significant other, my husband, anything like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But at least be honest with each other about where you actually stand with each other. And also... If you have the right family, and when I say that, I mean, even if you're arguing, you know that you can still talk to them and they're still going to care about you. And there's a genuine care there. If you have the right family, talk to them. Even if you think they're going to get mad, even if whatever, because if you know your parents and it just talk to them. Because sometimes they can be the guiding voice that you really needed. And I don't want any one of you to waste your lives with someone that you really know deep down is not right for you. You know, I, I'm such a long-term relationship person that I'm just like a serial dater. Like, I'll date people for like years and then I'm just like, I'm over it. Like I'm, I switch jobs faster than I switch relationships. And I think that was part of the reason why like me, you know, you think, especially in my youth, I was like, oh my God, we're going to get married. We're going to, you know, all these things about what life should be. And I'm here at like 41 realizing that life didn't turn out that way at all. So I put this out there as kind of catharsis for me, but more as just like, you know life is too short to not be happy that's all it is life is really too short for you not to be happy and I mean happy in all your relationships whether they're personal friendships familial life is too short not to be happy in any of that so if you're with someone and you realize that it's going nowhere fast just let it go it's gonna hurt it is because when you're dealing with someone especially for a period of time it's gonna hurt 
But most of the time, the person that breaks up has literally made that decision months in advance. Their feelings have gone. Like, they don't care. Like, you can always tell when someone's not really into this. They're dissatisfied. Their face is just like, you know, even the way you interact with them, you can tell that you're just not in the mood to deal with this. And like I said, most people who are in long-term relationships, when they break up, they've broken up in their head. Oh my God, many times. Because I've broken up with him in my head so many times before I said it. It's not even funny. So just be, just remember, every relationship has its ups and downs. But communication and honesty is key in order to know whether you want to keep it or not. And that is all for today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.